You're listening to the Limitless Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what of creating limitless careers with me, Just Jazz. I'm a multi-passionate, wildly ambitious lover of tea and r and I'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching. Yeah, you heard me, desire. No shame or secrets about it. Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Okay, welcome to this week's episode of the Limpless Career Podcast. And today I have another guest who I'm very, very excited to share with you all. I have Danielle McGuinness. Hi, Danielle. Hi, how are you? I'm really well, thanks. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for accepting the invite. Um, just a little bit of backstory before I invite Danielle to introduce herself. Uh, we met because we were in a group program last year. Um, and we just connected. We just reached out, said, let's just have a chat, see what happens. Um, and we got on so, so, so well. And even just hearing a little snippet of Daniel's journey, I was like, I need to have you on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here. Um, but for those who are listening, can you just give an intro into who you are? And what sure. You Sure. So uh, as was mentioned, I am Danielle McGinnis. So I am currently a certified Dubsado strategist and system strategist, online business manager, <laughs> and owner and founder of Cutting Edge Operations. And so what I currently am doing is I build systems and automations for solopreneurs, um, in particular, female solopreneurs, uh, the one woman shows of the world Mm. who are running it and running their businesses and doing all the things by themselves. I help them to automate as much of the manual work as possible so that they can um, not be running around with their hair on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I totally relate to the one woman shows part because for me, when I started off my business, it was that, like it was just me. And there was parts of that that I hugely enjoyed, but there was other parts where I learned really soon, especially where I'd launched my business around time, my full-time role, that I needed I needed the tech. Like even mm. to this day, my accountant looks at me and she's just like, you spend a lot on software. And I'm just like, I need it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's necessary for me so that when I show up to be with a client, I just focus on showing up. I don't focus on, oh my gosh, has the agreement been done? What's Mm -hmm. going on? Who's paid this invoice? Who's done Mm -hmm. it? No, 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 no. And the specific tool that you specialize in, Dubsado, I actually use as well. So we will pop Danielle's referral link in the show notes. um, Just in case we talk about it and you're like, hmm, I could use this. Um, So we'll definitely put that in there. But how did you get into being this expert that you are in online business management and supporting women in the way that you do? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I kind of fell into it, to be completely honest. Like some things, you know, people just have a have a, a knack for certain things and they're like, oh my goodness, this is what I want to do. And so for me, I've always been a techie person and that's before I even started my self-employment journey. I've, I'm always the person who's like, oh no, like, 
I don't want to have to do that again. I want to push a button to do that. It just seems easier to, to push a button mm-hmm. to do that. And so um, I've, I've always worked, like I worked in the federal government for 12 years. And my last position there was as administrative officer slash business manager. And so what I prided myself on was finding more efficient ways to do the work within the departments. And so SOPs, standard operating procedures, were just my thing. Um, I always created them and I created them well to the point where um, when I stepped out of the office, I didn't have to worry about something being done, um, things of that nature. So I really... I really feel like I was able to to grow in my my position at uh, the federal government. Um, but my husband, um, he also he he and I actually worked at the at the same facility right next door to one another. He oh decided God. that he was looking for some more uh, flexibility in his schedule. Uh, his work was he was in he has human resources background, so he was uh, a little stressed, <laughs> um, and he decided he wanted to you know dip his toe into the self-employment world. At the time, I thought he was crazy. And I thought, well, you go on ahead. I'm just going to stay here. No desire to leave. Um, After his first year or two of him being self-employed, I thought, you know what? Let me look into it myself because I was a little bit jealous of his free time that he had. (laughs) Uh, So I Googled and I found this term virtual assistant. And I'm like, well, what is that? Can I do that? And it seemed like it matched up really well with all of my previous uh, expertise and experience in the private sector. So I thought, let me give this a try. Um, and then it turns out that I brought everything that I've ever learned in the private sector and incorporated it and implemented it into the different clients' businesses that I was working for. And so I started having conversations with them. And and one client in particular, she's like, I love you and I love what you do, but I just want you to know, like, you're not a virtual assistant. You're much more than that for my business. I had created, helped her create standard operating procedures and just get some automations in place that she didn't have before. And she was really grateful for that, which led me to then realize like, that's actually what I love. So I was able mm-hmm. to really niche down into more of the techie piece of it. And I really pride myself on when my clients say things like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I don't have to do this or that anymore. I'm so glad that you figured out a way to do this. It was stressing me out and now I don't even have to worry about it. And so I just built on that, um, that foundation. Mm. Specifically with the Psado, um, I actually had a client who was using it. And from the first time I saw the platform, I thought, this is really awesome. It does everything. It's like a one-stop shop. And in my business, I realized that I was doing a gazillion things for my clients. Like I was sending them here to schedule an appointment. And then I was sending them here to pay the invoice. And then I was sending them here, giving them the contract. So I felt like it was a lot for the client. And when I saw Dubsado and how everything kind of came together nicely, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, But when I myself like delved into it for my own personal business, I was so overwhelmed by the platform itself that I created a free trial and I didn't open it back up for three months. Like literally, (laughs) like I was so overwhelmed, which led me to realize that it's something that many solopreneurs need, but it's not something that they have the time or the bandwidth to do and to set up properly. And then that uh, is where I really decided to focus my time and attention. 
oh my gosh, there's so much of that I can either personally relate to myself or I know people who are in that boat. They are amazing at what they do, their skill, their service, their product. But learning to become a technologist, for want of a better (laughs) word, their head explodes. And in many ways, what's unfortunate is that holds them back from actually putting themselves forward to get the client or to get the pitch or Mm -hmm. to make the proposal. Um, There's just so many layers to it. And then, like you said, like you find a tool like Dubsado that can do all the things. And um, for those that are listening, Dubsado is a client relationship management tool. Um, So it's a system you log into. And just like Daniel says, contracts, invoices, um, oh gosh, yeah, scheduling, calendar, task management. The list goes on. The link will definitely be in the show notes. But essentially, if you're starting out at that one woman show, that one man band, that one person band, it does a lot of the things that you want it to do and that you kind of require in your business to then, like I said at the top of this episode, just show up and deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one thing that's really interesting is you starting off as a VA and your client going, Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday because I I wasn't thinking of I I really enjoyed at that point the work that I was doing. I'll just mm-hmm. say that I was still all over the place. I felt like I was dipping in a little bit of admin work and a little bit of spreadsheets, and then I was doing some data entry and you know moving that all together. Mm-hmm. But but when I realized that I really like flourished with the automations and making things work behind the scenes automatically and and strategy. Strategy Mm. is my jam as well. So I really love to just sit down with a client, pick their brain, figure out, hey, what's working, what's not, what's your goal, and then make it all come together nicely in a way that makes sense. So I like I I owe this journey to her really, because Mm -hmm. when she said that, it made me look further. Yeah, 100%. And this is like a conversation I remember having with um, a client. And I remember saying to her that the thing that she is showing up with as value isn't what the client values about her. So there was some tension around like changing services and way of works. And there was this sort of scarcity um, thinking around, well, if I stop doing this and I stop doing that, then I'm less valuable to Mm -hmm. them. They'll probably feel like they need to get someone else. And there's an element of recognizing that actually the value you provide isn't your ability to do tasks. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think of when I think of VA. Here's the thing. Can you do the thing? Your value leaves an even bigger legacy because you set up the systems where if they do want to get a VA to execute something, which is literally just pressing a button on a workflow, Mm -hmm. if that, Mm-hmm. Like your impact goes beyond that and your actual value is in having the space and the skill to translate, to have those conversations, to say, tell me about your business. What do you want it to feel like for your client? And you go, cool, here's the recipe. Here's the flow. And oh, by the way, I built it for you already. Yeah. yeah. Like what? <laughs> do you, you know, and then that person just skips off into the sunset of focusing yeah. on growing their business. Um, you know, oh oh gosh, it's so amazing to me. And one thing that I want, I want to give this caveat to everyone that's listening. And this is something that I had to realize for myself. It's like watching certain TV shows and like there's TV shows that imitate life. And when you look at the most ambitious people, the go-getters, the people doing all the stuff, they have support and they have support, whether that is in their business or their personal or both. Mm 
So it can be very easy to be like, oh, but I'm not big enough or I'm not, you know, I can't, how can I like, you know, validate that I'm worthy of having this type of support in my business. If your dreams are are big and they're audacious, you're not going to do it alone. And even if you are going to do it alone, like, say for me, like, I kind of love my business being just me, but it's not just me. Like, Just Jazz is literally just the brand name. I have two people supporting my business, one person doing ops, one person doing marketing. Mm -hmm. Like, that is what it is. And I had to recognize that if I want to go to where I really desire to go, Mm -hmm. I can't do it solo. I need other people's expertise. So again, not just the, here's the thing, do it. I need to be able to be like, this is the final destination that I want with this project or this thing. Mm -hmm. You tell me how I should be putting that together so that I can run off. And like, I think that's the thing. There's a, I don't know, there's like a worthiness piece or a, when I earn this much, when I get this promotion, when we live in this area, when we do this, when we like, it's Mm -hmm. only if, only when, then I can get the type of support that, you provide that essentially you and and other service providers, right? Ultimately we're kind of all in a similar bucket where we help Mm. folks get there either faster, further in one piece, right? (laughs) Without as minimal gray hair as possible. This is it. This is it. (laughs) Like when you arrive at the destination, like anyone who's listening, think of the thing that you most want in your, in your business, in your career, in your day job, in your life, in your family, whatever it is. We want you there intact. (laughs) Exactly. That's That's what it's about. This week's podcast is sponsored by Ambitious Career Strategy, the six-week group program that shows you how to turn every career lemon into the juiciest lemonade. Learn to own your impact, show up authentically and get stuff done to reach your career goals. This is the program designed to stay with you beyond the six weeks and give you a plan that fits like Cinderella's slipper. Go to justjazz.co forward slash career dash strategy to join the next cohort. What are some of the things that you kind of see, I guess, when it comes to I guess you're explaining to people what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, do people get it immediately or is it more like, oh, that's cute? It's funny. It depends on where they're at in their in their current journey, Mm -hmm. like as far as their career. Um, So I have like one end of the spectrum where people are like, um, oh, that's all nice, but I don't think I need it Mm -hmm. type thing. And then I have another end of the spectrum where people are like, oh yeah, I want this. I want it. And they're like super gung ho. And then the sweet spot is the ones that, you know, don't know too much about, don't know a lot about it. It sounds like there's something that they need, but are willing to work and figure out what they need to do to get it. Mm -hmm. Because that's the one thing that I was able to get clarity on in my business is I honestly can't help everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's the new business owners who, are just hitting the ground and they don't, they don't even know what they don't know with their business, right? They're just dipping their toe in. They're trying to figure out, well, how do I even get clients? They don't know. They don't got have a contract or really their services even identified. They just know that they're, they're on this journey. So I can help them on a very basic level, but as far as how I can really help them free up their time and automate certain manual tasks, the tasks 
have to exist and the processes have to exist before I'm able to come in and automate. Now, I can strategize with you and help you get there, Mm -hmm. which is another service that I offer. But I find that the really brandy new business owners, they're afraid to take that leap as well because they're just not sure. There's, There's so much of the unknown out there. Yeah. And then, like I said, I've got the other end of the spectrum where um, I've got some who have been in business a couple of years and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And then sometimes they're actually not willing to let go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when that happens, I can't help those ones either because I'm coming in to try to free you up. But they're not exactly to that point where they're ready to, again, jump and take that leap and trust someone else or a system Mm -hmm. to do this thing for them. Yeah. Oh, all the mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. It's exactly it's, it. It's yeah. that. It's like, what do you believe mm-hmm. about what's going to happen if you make this sort of change or you have this sort of support or you transform certain things? And I, I totally get it. I think for me, it's always from a position of empathy, not like a first hand understand, because like I said, my day job's in tech. I'm a techie. Mm-hmm. Like my brain mm-hmm. goes automate this first so that the humans can show up where it's meaningful. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's literally it. But I know a lot of people aren't there. They're like, my clients have always been used to this and that. Um, and I think for me, it was actually the point, it was last year, I remember working with a client um, and, you know, had my call, you know, sent a proposal of like, this is what I see the journey being like when we work together. Um, mm-hmm. as, as with Dubsado, click the button if you want to start. Like, that's it. Um mm-hmm. And when we got on the first call after her deciding to work with me, she was just like, one thing that attracted me to you is that I can clearly see the use of tech in your business and it makes the process so smooth. Um, Mm -hmm. And like that paired with, I'd say quite recently, and this is something that I'm going to be sharing more about as time goes by, but my clients are going to feel the impact pretty much immediately is um, really looking at making my business inclusive um really understanding Mm. what the coaching experience or the traditional coaching experience is like for folks who are neurodivergent adhd um, dyslexia Mm. dyspraxia and some of the things that we do that just aren't efficient (laughs) they aren't efficient on one hand like but also on the other hand they are excluding people from the jump right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like I said if you have a call with me I send you the email from Dubsado and it's got the button for you to proceed some people like that right that works for how some of our brains actually wired Mm -hmm. and I think there's a huge space within both small businesses right those solo solo founders that I identify as and so many other people do but also Mm -hmm. for larger businesses to say just because it's the way that we've always done it doesn't mean that it is best for everyone right how can I say I'm inclusive on like my recruiting but then to use my product it's a nightmare and a lot Mm -hmm. of the solutions that are here I absolutely love because it involves tech it involves the automation and then showing up Mm -hmm. and being personable where it counts so that's always been an interesting thing um have you maybe seen I don't really want to say trends because I don't really like that term Um, but have you seen more consideration for that across organizations and being like, actually, it's not just tech for tech's sake. It's like us showing up and being true to our values, as well as it being something that on the back end makes sense for you as a business owner, because it frees up your time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, I'll, I'll lean back on the Dubsado piece mm. and how one of the reservations that a lot of people have with it is the canned emails. And so, as you know, canned emails generate automatically. Um, a lot of people I, I work with are like, absolutely not. It makes me feel robotic. It's going to, you know, my brand is not robotic. My brand is to be personable. I don't want to do this. And so I've had some reservations with that, mm. but Again, that's a good a good reason why I used Upsado as opposed to some other CRMs because you can customize that client experience. And so I always tell my clients too, like we don't have to do anything that makes you feel icky. Mm. Um, and so for me starting out, I usually do the less is more sometimes with them. Like yeah. when I see that hesitation where I'm like, okay, let's get a template in place for you. And then we're gonna not send it automatically. Let's mm. let's just have it where we put an approval on it. It triggers to you. So so when Jazz schedules her appointment, it's going to trigger to you. You can feel free to customize it and personalize it if you'd like. But we're going to get you started with a little bit of a template. And so sometimes just getting their feet wet with that has allowed them to see like that they can personalize things. Mm. Um, but then they don't always have to. And so for me, um, I like to give... I like to think in terms of what people might be thinking. And I think that's why, you know, I'm really good at writing like standard operating procedures and things of that nature, mm -hmm. because I can, you probably have the same thing. We're in tech, right? Yeah. So sometimes we assume someone knows what we're talking about because we know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, someone, my grandmother can come along and read this SOP and know what in the world is going on. And so I write every email every standard operating procedure or instruction guides and encourage my clients to do it, write it as if someone who has absolutely no idea what, like what you do, who you are, what this process is, write it that way. And so then you're including all the different groups that might look at this and wonder, well, what are the next steps? I happen to be one of those people, mm -hmm. by the way. So when, when I get an email, if it doesn't give me next steps, I'm like, what are the next oh. steps? Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. So it's just something that I always encourage. Oh, a hundred percent. And I love that. And even as you're speaking, I'm thinking of like everything that you just laid out is gold dust for not only entrepreneurs to be thinking through, right. Um, but also folks in jobs, like my, my job sits within the operations team in the company, but mm -hmm. even if you're not in the operations team, right, you could be listening to us and you're in marketing, you've created a thing. How can you make it as easy and pos as possible mm -hmm. for it to plug and play for somebody who has no clue, right? How are you communicating mm -hmm. that? Are you being aware of how different people learn? how much time different people have to allocate to executing mm -hmm. on the thing, right? I use an example in my own role. I put together events, meetups, and I go, great, this thing is happening next week. Nah, not enough. <laughs> like I need to have some swipe copy good to go. I need to have some, mm -hmm. if this happens, then this sort of instruction. Oh my goodness, yes. Like all mm -hmm. of those things, put, in your, put yourself in the shoe of every single person who's going to interact with that set of instructions that SOP that mm -hmm. launch that program that's pro new process right there's so much mm -hmm. that like when I think about the times where I've experienced poor change management which is what it is like you know it feels like proper like 90s corporate speak but that's what it is <laughs> like I have to think <laughs> about the person who freaks out with change the person who absolutely mm -hmm. loves it the person in between who's like I will ignore it until 
I've seen it proven. <laughs> right? Let's be real. These people are in the room and we need all of these people mm-hmm. to say yes. Hell yes, the process that Jazz spent six months building works for us and it's great. Because then I mm-hmm. get to go back to my manager and I go, look at the impact I created. Or again, mm-hmm. translating that into business, I can then see like the support in my business is being super efficient. The experience mm. that I'm giving to my clients up levels because there was no, there were no gray areas, right? There was an FAQ at the bottom of the FAQ. There was, <laughs> you know, it's that. And again, I think there's a huge thing that happens when we realize that our brain working that way, exactly how you said in terms of like next steps, being mm-hmm. upfront with that right being up front with like I like to have next steps (laughs) like chase me for stuff because I'm unorganized I forget names so if you could remind me of it or make sure it's on your zoom and stuff like that I think all of us in the world of work and careers being more upfront about how we work best Mm -hmm. leads to a great outcome for all of us so even that client being like if you completely automate I'm gonna freak out and I'm gonna feel like I don't run my business it's like some Mm -hmm robot stuff right so it's just like okay, right i'm gonna bring it back um so yeah i think there's oh right. there's so many parallels and so many gems in what you shared around like just even sops absolutely and um, i tell my clients and they all know i say i'm a measure twice cut once type of person mm. and so that's one of the things i say on a lot of my discovery calls which because some people don't like questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm that person that I'm going to ask you all the questions in the beginning, but once I've got it, I've got it. And so again, in terms of my client experience, I, I want you to have that confidence in me that whatever I've told you or whatever I've asked you up front is going to happen. But in order to do so, in order to get that successful uh, solution or resolution, then I've got to do this thing up front. Mm-hmm. And so again, I just try to be over the years, right? We learn. And that's one of the things I've learned. Like I can either not be transparent and still have to ask you all the questions, Mm -hmm. or I can kind of just tell you up front because some people actually don't like that. Like, and again, going back to my years in corporate, I had uh, a previous uh, boss and she's like, don't ask me, go find the lady who used to be in this, you know, in this position, go upstairs to her office and ask her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay. okay. Well, that didn't work for me Yeah, (laughs) because I want to have that conversation with you. I want to know what your preferences are and things of that nature. So yeah, being upfront is totally, totally important. Definitely. What else do you find that you've taken from your previous experience into the business? Um, well, one of the things I, I still think about my pre my, one of my last bosses when I was in corporate and she was one of the best bosses ever. Matter of fact, I, I ended up resigning about a year or two after she retired. I mean, she was just that wonderful. Um, she, as high as her position was, she was the chief of the department. Mm. She treated everyone like gold. She shared her knowledge with everyone. She didn't have this fear that if I'm going to share this thing with you, you are going to then take it and you're going to take over the whole <laughs> the whole facility and, you know, then you're going to be my boss. And so in terms of me and how I oversee, like I've, I have to oversee some team members on my different clients teams. I am that person. I feel like I'm her. I share all the knowledge I have because A, I want to empower others to be able to do these things 
without me. Mm. Um, and that's how I was in my, in my previous career as well. Like I, I have no desire to hoard or, you know, withhold information from someone with a fear that they're going to like, oh my goodness, take all these secrets. And then they're going to just be a millionaire and I'm going to be like (laughs) left. Um, I share everything and anything that I can, because it is important to me to see people grow and to see really to see organization and business processes. Mm. And I realized that that involves every member on the team. So even if I am someone's online business manager and I've got all the the information and the knowledge in my head, well, it's not doing me any good for it to be there. So it needs to be in an SOP. I need to share it with everyone on the team that I interact with. And then it really just keeps those, it makes for seamless business operations. So mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that I really try to do is anything that I have, I really try to empower everyone on the team with that information um, as much as I can. Yeah. Oh, love that. Love it, love it, love it. There's so much, there's so much in that, um, just around leadership. Mm-hmm. And it made me mm-hmm. think of a time where I've had leaders in an organization that have been like that and a time where mm-hmm. I've had leaders who have been the opposite. Like they they lead with fear. They want to instill fear in oh. you and then they're afraid mm-hmm. of your talent and your brilliance and mm-hmm. it's just a very insecure place to be that creates quite a toxic mm-hmm. environment so even when you said like mm-hmm. working is seamless there isn't this sort of like oh can I share this template with you because like Danielle will be mad or like <laughs> it's just you know like pass it along and give credit where credit's due if you forget to give credit like it's all good like I've done I'm in good conscience and, and I shared that information with you in good faith like I shared that insight with mm-hmm. you in good faith I want to see you win Um, And I think it's that whole idea of, you know, we don't, your candle doesn't like lose any light because you've lit someone else's. Not at all. And especially when we talk about that amongst women and women of color, like Mm. if there were more, if there were more places, if there were more people like that, but also I don't want to just blame people. I know that we are in some parts, we are, uh, a sort of like outcome of our environment as well because I've literally Mm, watched people be manager a i.e your manager who was just amazing get into an environment that squishes them into being manager Mm -hmm. b that tells them that this is how we play the game over here so if you want to survive then you need to be like stingy with your wisdom and you know you need to just be like keep everything close to the chest trust nobody show no vulnerability um no humanity like none of that and it's it's really a tough I don't know it's one of those tough things like I find some people ask me like have I ever wanted to be a manager and because I've seen that journey I've always been like Mm -hmm. "Mm, I will only do it if I can be the me version and that means me looking at that environment and whether it's like a traditional work environment or it's an industry right some folks are working in industries where the rules of the game are just terrible like there's no integrity in it there's no Mm -hmm. like none of that yeah and I think it stifles productivity when you've got those those rules and things because everyone's afraid to speak up or come up with new ideas and my clients all know I am 
nerding out and researching things sometimes just because I'm like, oh, there's this new software that's out. I wonder if this client would benefit from this. I wonder if, and so I can't imagine if I was, you know, in some of the previous work environments that I've been in where I've had this knowledge, but I was afraid to share it because again, um, my whole goal is to, you know, increase productivity within these uh, clients' businesses that I'm working for, but so that, you know, we can use the tech to do that. And so I feel like it's very important for me to stay up on the standards and the trends of what's going on. So if I feel like I can't openly share that, then I'm already losing before I even get started um, in in these different client systems and setups. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much. So much to learn and kind of take with us in terms of how we work. I want to switch gears a little bit and just tap into Mm -hmm. a little bit of where you are now. Um, My favorite types of people are people who are like me, who are like ambitious and stuff. Um, So I'd love (laughs) to sort of tap into what that looks like for you, right? Um, Would you describe yourself as ambitious to start off with? Yeah, I would say that I'm ambitious. I'm always aware of where I want to be, but I'm not overly ambitious. Like I don't have a goal to be a millionaire tomorrow or Mm -hmm. anything like that. I really just want to, my, my main goal is to be able to sustain a life that allows me to do what I'm doing right now. It's Friday. I'm not tied to my desk working. I'm on an interview with you right now. And my family and I can go step away if we like to. Mm. So I want to just be able to maintain that. Um, I've obviously have to earn a living (laughs) to do that. Um, But for me, it's not it's not about being rich. Um, Mm. I want to be spiritually rich and I just want to have, you know, time that time with my family because, you know, time you can't get back. Yeah. So that's really my goal. And so where I am right now is just maintaining, you know, I'm constantly refining the different services that I provide to my clients because I I do change things depending on what the needs are that Mm -hmm. I'm finding. And so as I mentioned, I do the the CRM setups, the Dubsado setups, um, which to me, I feel is the foundation for most people Mm -hmm. to make sure that their client management's in place, which is the prerequisite usually to working with me in other areas. But then there's other automations that I also set up for clients. And so I just created a whole new offer around that, just Mm -hmm. being able to set up operations that are outside of the CRM system because people have got other things going on. They've got podcasts to manage. You know, I can automate a podcast process or email marketing Uh, clients sometimes have no idea how to get that set up. Mm. So um, right now, what that looks like for me is just, like I said, maintaining those different services, but keeping my schedule, um, keeping gaps on my schedule, to be completely honest. I don't, I have no desire to be overbooked and overwhelmed. And so that's how I feel. And I feel like the clients that I have, um, res- we resonate the, the most when they've got that same type of mindset. Like they want to be able to step away for a massage or go spend time with their parents or whatever. And so because we're aligned in that vision, I think we flourish because yeah. we know the end goal. Love that. Love it. That was, that was like my final question. <laughs> before we wrap where can people connect with you um find out more about who you work with and how you work and all of that good stuff 
Sure, sure. So I am on Facebook. Um, Instagram is my primary platform you can find me on. I'm also on LinkedIn and I have a website. So everything is cutting edge ops. So you can find me on Instagram under cutting edge ops, Facebook and LinkedIn as well. And then my website is www.cuttingedgeops.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, having this chat with me, sharing more about your journey. It's been great. Oh, you are quite welcome. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our discussion today. What an episode. Want to continue the conversation? Join the Limitless Letter to get weekly resources for your high achieving career in a place where we all get what it means to embrace ambition and declare your desires. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.